Welcome to The Consistency Club, a monthly podcast dedicated to marketing your photography business from the creators of This Can't Be That Hard. Each month on the 15th, you'll hear an in-depth discussion about a marketing strategy that's working well in the industry right now. Looking for even more support? When you become a member of The Consistency Club, you'll unlock access to the extended version of each month's podcast, along with monthly email and social media templates and bonus access to that month's secret strategy. Sign up at go.thiscan'tbethathard.com slash club to get started. Hello, Dana. Hi, Anami. How you doing? I'm doing well. I'm excited for March Marketing madness is what we're getting into right now. Oh, I love that. Yeah. <laughs> I never do the the brackets for March Madness, but I should because it's, I love like betting and sports and all of that stuff, but I never do it. Uh, on the other hand, I am like a total gambling phobe. Like I am afraid to, to gamble um, and have never, I don't know that I've ever filled out a March Madness bracket in my entire life. Um, no, me neither, but don't you like to win? I feel like I would like to win one. I love to win. I just like to have more control, and I don't follow basketball enough to be able to, like, do that. So, Same. Um, yeah, but I do like to bet on my business by investing in my marketing. Did I transition that well? <laughs> what a good transition. That is what we call really, really dorky. Um, no, but I, you know, I do feel like we're still in that um, exciting time of year where we're laying the groundwork for so many things that are to come. You know, I hear a lot from my, you know, photographers in this season who feel a little panicky about things are slow and does this mean the whole year is going to be slow and I feel like my business is slowing down and, you know, having been around this particular block 13 times, um, I can say that every year I have the same kind of gut reaction where I'm like, oh, it seems really quiet. Everything is quiet. People are saying no. And then we get into better weather and the, you know, the year kind of po the post holiday season disappears. And then people start to, you know, the phone starts during the email starts to light up again. And so that's what we're kind of laying the groundwork for. And March for me has always been kind of that turning point. So it is exciting. That is exciting. And yeah. I also feel like from the madness perspective, as we are talking about these Consistency Club episodes, we have so much to share. Like we have so many ideas. We have to rein ourselves in <laughs> because there's just so much to share and we want to keep it really bite-sized and exciting for you all. But if you are experiencing like what Anami is talking about right now, I would also just encourage you to lean in right now to this part of the marketing and laying all of this groundwork, because I know even just from being around this block a couple of times with you in a couple of months, we're going to be like, make time for your marketing. Yeah. And you all are going to be way too busy for it. And right now you have the time. So we're going to give you some really juicy stuff this month. I'm really excited. Yeah. And this is a fun month, too, because one of the things that we're encouraging you to do is to actually reach out and um, communicate with some of your best clients. And as a side benefit to that, you know, every time that you have an opportunity to drop an email, send a DM, whatever, to a past client, that is an opportunity to remind them that you are there, that maybe it's time for photos again, all that sort of stuff. So this... Uh, 
this month's strategy is going to give you a couple of different uh, benefits. So um, I am going to kind of hand the mic over to you for this because I feel like your personal background really lends itself to kind of illustrating this principle really well. Yeah. So um, my background is in the entertainment industry. And so, you know, when you're thinking about, for those of you who aren't in the entertainment industry, you probably don't look at uh, commercials or film or television in the same way. But for me, having been in that industry for so long, um, you know, one thing that becomes very clear is that there is a psychology behind what you're seeing on the TV screen, particularly we're going to talk about commercials and, you know, what, like who you're seeing on the screen, what they're doing, what they're saying, and how that the psychology of that translates into you buying whatever product they're selling, or honestly, even the TV show that they're selling that you come back and watch it over and over again. So the, you know, the broad strokes there is we really resonate with people who look like us. When we see someone who reminds us of ourself, we will pay attention because we're like, oh, that person is like me. That person is an avatar for me. And so from on the marketing side of that, you know, when they're casting a commercial, they're looking for someone who can appeal to, we'll say their bluebird client, right? right. Like who is their Bluebird client avatar. And, you know, so beyond um, like that person just really looking like their target audience, which of course is important in photography as well, right? You want your clients to look and feel like your Bluebird clients. But beyond that, it really goes down into the feeling, the connection. You you want that person, you know, that mom on TV who's swiffering her floors, she gets you because not only, you know, does she like look like you and, you know, have the sort of same house and same feeling as you do, but she gets it because she has kids and she's tired too. And she works a full-time job. So she like immediately you are like, that person gets me. She, you know, she has a connection to me. Um, she understands, you know, what makes me tick and also what makes me nervous or what my problems are. And so translating that over into the photography field, what that looks like is like showing your potential clients, people who look and more importantly, understand their plight, right? Like, why are they afraid to have their photos taken? Or what is their biggest objection, you know, to, to having family photos or birth photos or newborn photos? What, um, you know, what speed bumps are they coming to? And how can you show them someone who is that has those same exact feelings? So that's what we want to talk about this month is how you sort of create this avatar experience for people where they can, they can like see someone else experience exactly what they're experiencing. That it's like one step removed from them, but they still resonate with it really deeply. And then that helps them overcome their own objections while like kind of being at a safe distance from it, if that makes sense. Totally. So you've got, there's so many pieces to this. That was, that was amazing. So let's just unpack it a little bit. So number one, when we take this from the entertainment industry and translate it over to photography or honestly, anything else, 
I mean, it sounds like, yes, obviously we deal in the representation of people in terms of like what they look like. So there is this sort of avatar thing that will grab your attention if someone actually looks like you a little bit, or if you can relate to, you know, she looks like she's about my age, or we're the same race, or we live in a similar kind of a setting or whatever. But then there's also this deeper, like, who, you know, what are this, what is this person's uh, problem. You know, in, if we're talking about a 30 second commercial on television, they have a very short period of time in which to convey what this person's quote unquote problem is. You know, if it's yeah. like trying to keep the house clean while the kids are running around making huge messes, they have to like hook you in really fast about that. So yes. what we're trying to do and what it sounds like you're describing is really making sure that in a very short kind of a way, we are showing our clients that our other or our potential clients that our actual clients, the people who have hired us, who have invested in our work or who have trusted us to do work for them, they are like these ideal clients that are out there. And we have to figure out how to show that and not just say it. Yes, absolutely. And I think one thing that's really fun to think about is when you look at this in the commercial world, they call that avatar. They call that the hero. Mm. So that mom is called hero mom, right? And so you can kind of think about it like that. The reason is, is because her job is to sell you the product, you Mm -hmm. know, whatever, like in this instance, a cleaning product. So you can think of that in the same way with your clients, like your, who, when you're sharing a story of one of your current clients, that's like your, your hero client. And that hero client is going to go out and sort of show all of your other prospective clients how amazing you are. What's brilliant about this is I feel like, you know, when you're writing copy for your website or when you're trying to send out an email or put a social media post together or write a blog post, all of those things, when you are just sharing sort of your perspective from the perspective of the photographer, there's always this like lurking thing where you feel like, well, they all know that I'm selling to them or the people who are reading it presumably are like, well, yeah, but she, you know, she has a vested interest in if I think that, you know, family photos are invaluable or whatever. Like, you know, I'm it, it, there is this sense probably on both sides that there's a little bit more potential for like manipulation or whatever versus when you take yourself out of it and you're just sharing the story of one of your clients or, um, a story from a session or a story from, you know, a, a an issue that came up during a session that is sort of this same, like show don't tell concept. Right? Yes. Absolutely. Nice. And so in marketing, there's this, um, some of you may have heard me say this before. There's this little like catchphrase called feel felt found. And it's the idea that when someone comes to you with an objection, or I should say this is really in sales. When someone comes to you with an objection, you would say, I understand why you feel that way. I once felt that way too, but what I have found is X. And so that's a really, um, good way to overcome objections, but it's even more powerful if you can, like you're saying, remove yourself from that and say, 
yes, I understand why you feel that way. Your objection, like what, what you're feeling nervous about is completely valid. Here's all these other people that also felt that mm-hmm. way, right? Mm-hmm. So it normalizes it. And then you can say, but what they found is, and you can show them sort of the path that these other hero clients of yours have taken to go from feeling how they feel right now, which is, you know, it's too expensive or my husband's going to hate it. Or, you know, I don't, I don't know, like, I don't want somebody in my space when I'm giving birth, like whatever the objection is, right? right. And say, yeah, all of these people felt this way, but what they eventually found was this mm-hmm. and you and you, if you would like open your mind, could find that as well. Yeah. I love that. I totally have the, um, my spouse is not, you know, they, they don't want photos or they hate it every time we, I try and schedule photos or whatever. I get that a lot. Um, and I think probably any family photographer does. And, uh, and I totally use kind of a feel felt found and I use my other clients, my past clients, you know, Oh my gosh, I totally get this, you know, that I hear that every single time that I talk to somebody, you are not alone. And I pre or and I often go even a step further and like say, and good for you for, you know, working through that and even setting up a call with me because I totally understand how hard it can be when you have a partner that's not on board. However, one of the, you know, that that's such a common thing for people to experience. And almost every single time in the end, that partner who was saying, I don't want to do this, I don't want to do this, like kicking and screaming on the way to the session, yeah. walks out talking about what a great time they had. And then once the photos are actually delivered, they're the ones who are calling me back the next time. I, you know, and I share that story just as sort of a like, not only is this a common thing, but like, I'm going to help you get past it. It's going to be fine. I've got this. I love that. And I think from the consumer perspective, that immediately brings your hackles down, mm-hmm. right? You you feel at ease. You're like, oh, she's listening to me. She's not just trying to sell me something. She gets it, right? Mm-hmm. Not only does she get it, but she works with people who are just like me and who have these same exact, you know, struggles that I have. Right. So how then do we take this idea of the hero client and the feel felt found and how do we translate that into creating marketing material for you this month and beyond? So our our idea here is to help you guys to start brainstorming. You know, obviously in our templates, we're going to give you much more specifics, but the idea here is start brainstorming about these objections. Like Anami just said, like, what are these objections that you get, you know, as a family photographer, birth photographer, wedding photographer, what are the things that you're hearing the most? And then how can you take those uh, objections and turn them into little stories? And I'm going to add to the word objections, just in case you get too caught up on price or, you know, Mm -hmm. the, the other kind of common objections. What about fears, right? Like the things that people are like, I would hire a photographer, but I'm worried that X, Y, Z, I haven't lost the baby weight I was hoping to lose by now. Or (laughs) I, you know, I'm worried that my toddler is going to melt down the whole time. Yeah, that's, I think that's a better way to put it. Or I think I've also heard you use the word speed bumps, which I like. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) What are the things that slow people down on the path? But fears is a really good word because 
really at the end of the day, it is, that is the predominant emotion that people are. I'm afraid of whatever. Yeah. And I mean, the more money they're potentially going to spend, the more those fears are going to like pop into their heads when they are about to either reach out to you or about to sign your contract. So we just want to get out in front of those things and as much as is possible, share stories that illustrate the fact that those are normal concerns. They are common concerns. You deal with them. You are a professional. You can like help that person get through to the other side. No problem. Yep. So how are we going to weave this into our templates this month? So um, I'll talk first from the social media perspective. Um, you know, I, I want you guys to take these uh, these fears, I'm not going to say objections, these fears, um, and start to create client stories. So I have seen this done um, across many photography fields in weddings, in birth photography, in family photography, in newborn photography, where you take one client story and you create like a sort of a long form, like maybe a three-part series. So, you know, let's say that you're a newborn photographer and you're like, the first part of this story might be like, when this mom called me, like, you know, this was her story. And maybe one of the fears is that they're, you know, I don't know, that their, you know, baby was premature and they're a little nervous about people being in their home. So you would tell that part of the story. And then in the second part of the story, it might be like, when you actually went to the session, what it was was like. And then in the third part of the story, it would be, you know, all about how, you know, it all wrapped up and, you know, delivering that gallery to them and their emotional reaction to it. And by sharing that on social media in three parts, not only are you giving yourself a little more space to really spread out and share each fear that this particular client had and how you overcame it, but you're also creating this sort of like lore back if you do like the part one out of three of this person person's newborn story or one out of three of this person's family photography story. People will want to know how the story ends. <laughs> they want right. to come back for more and hear how that ends. So that's what we're going to be doing in social distance is taking these fears and kind of pulling them apart and, and creating multiple part series posts. Love it. Ooh, that's good. I also like the fact that it gives you multiple days yeah. worth of material or, you know, like this, it, it takes up a bigger chunk of space. So that is, uh, that's always helpful. It's going to be a plethora. Yeah. <laughs> I am super excited about the email templates that I have been working on for this month. Um, because it's got kind of a, uh, kind of a similar feel. It's sort of a two parter for the two email templates. And, um, and I feel like this is going to be a really great opportunity for, uh, for, I mean, for me, I'm going to, I'm going to go play around with this in my own business as well, but, um, but to reach out to some people and get some really juicy material that will probably serve several purposes, which actually also leads me. So if you are new, if you dear listener are new here, and uh, this is the first time that you're hearing a consistency club episode these episodes are our once monthly marketing episodes, and they are accompanied by a set of purchasable email and social media templates that Dana and I create every month. They're only available for that month, um, but they come with a newsletter. And in the newsletter, there is that month's like secret tip or like secret bonus. 
And I'm really excited about this month's secret bonus because it's um, one that I have used in my own business before. And I feel like this is going to be um, a good one. It's kind of extra, uh, extra juicy it's a this really month. Good one. Yeah. So. <laughs> It'll be good. So for any of you who are interested in picking up March's Consistency Club templates, you can go to thiscan'tbethathard.com slash club to pick those up. This episode, if you're hearing it on the podcast, is going to be deleted off of the podcast roll on Sunday. After that, the only way that you'll get access to it is by purchasing the templates. Then you can keep it for referring back anytime your heart desires. Anything else, Dana? Just keep tagging us in your posts when you do them, when you all are doing your social media posts. I love seeing them and I love seeing all the shares in our Facebook group about the responses you all are getting on your emails. So keep that coming. It just makes my day every single day. Yay. Same, same with the email templates. If you come up with an email that you're really happy with and you're getting good feedback, whatever, forward it to hello at this can't be that hard.com. We have been getting a bunch of those. We really enjoy seeing them. It's um, a little ray of sunshine in the old email inbox. So, um, so good. Well, Dana, thank you so much. I will uh, see you back here next month. Same, same time, same place. First Thursday of the month. See you later. Okay. 